rod is, is sharper than any double-edged sword and has the capability and the power to cut through things. I don't know about you. I need the Holy Ghost, the, the Word, to just cut through some things. And in my life, no greater weapon than the Word of God. So we're anticipating that this evening. Amen. Would you just welcome Noah as he comes? You just allow God to use you tonight, Noah. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. We're ready. Praise the Lord. I really like that saying, Pastor Micah, I got a download from, from the Lord. Is that what you said, a download from heaven? That's pretty good. I think my teens will really like that. I try to stay current with the teens and try to try to stay cool and hip, and uh, it's already starting to catch up with me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, have you seen this uh, this gown T-shirt I'm wearing? This is for me to try to be cool, all right. <laughs> so, but hey, come on, Paul says that I become all things to all people, so that I might win the few, all right. So if it takes me wearing a, 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 a getting a down low word from heaven, or it takes me wearing a gown T-shirt, you know what? I'm gonna preach the gospel, amen. So praise the Lord. Uh, and I, I just wanted to uh, uh, say something that I think was mentioned last week uh, during Wednesday night service. Um, but man, I I love I love our church. Um, I love you all. I love our fellowship. I love our worship together. And let me tell you, this is a uh, a, a church body who is very easy, very easy to preach to, very easy to preach to. Uh, I, I go to some different churches and things in the community, and uh, I will say that sometimes it can be harder than others. Um, and they say that actually one of the hardest places to preach is sometimes your home church, because those people got to see you again, you know? <laughs> so, some places I go to and I preach the word, and then I'm not invited back. That's not a good thing. But, uh, you know, if you're invited back, maybe they're all right then. But. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, it's, I, it is easy to preach with you all. You all are family, and I want to say that I love and appreciate you all and love our fellowship and worship to, together. Um, won't you join with me tonight? Before I go any further, I want to go to the Lord in prayer uh, for a special blessing and anointing on this word. Father, we just thank you so much for being able to come into your house once more. God, I thank you for my church family. For my brothers and sisters who, who stand up and worship alongside with me, who build up each other in faith and encouragement, God. Lord, but we're doing all of this not to, not to just boast our name or the Rodney Pike Church of God, but we're living this way, God, to lift up your holy name, the name of Jesus. God, I pray a special blessing of anointing on this word tonight. Lord, I know that you have put this in my heart for this time, for this uh, specific body of people, God. This is always by divine appointment. So, Father, let me not get in the way of your word. And in Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. We're going to be turning tonight, if you want to go ahead and get there, to John chapter 9. John chapter 9, uh, as you're turning there, I'll talk a little bit. I know uh, this past Sunday, um, when I was getting prepared and things for this Wednesday, uh, Pastor Mike actually mentioned this story whenever he was talking on Sunday. Um, so just like Narissa, it's good to get those uh, confirmation words from time to time that you know that this is what God wants you to say. 
Um, and I, I thank him for that, always giving us little uh, breadcrumbs along the way. You know, I, I love that the, the scripture says that uh, the, a man may plan his, his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Um, God just gives you those little bits of a time. He may not show you everything that is to come, but God gives you the next step of faith. Um, and so I thank him so much for those little confirmation pieces of word that help me keep going in the right direction. Um, and sometimes maybe when I go in the wrong direction, it says that it will hear a voice come from behind us to say this is the way. And I'm thankful for that voice too. Praise the Lord. We're going we're gonna to turn to John chapter 9, and I want to read this story about Jesus uh, healing a, a, a blind man. We'll be in John chapter 9, um, and I think I pulled the scripture up back there, brother, but I'm going to be in the New Living Translation tonight. Um, New Living Translation, and I'm going to be reading John chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. But hold that place, because here in a bit we'll, uh, we'll turn to the verses 39 through 41. So John chapter 9 starting in verse 1. The scripture says this, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? Verse 3, it was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so that the power of God could be seen in him. I'm going to hold on right there because God's, God's giving me a little word right there that I need to share. Let me tell you, the disciples asked Jesus, said, what made this man blind? Whose fault was it, Jesus? Was it the blind man's fault? Was it his parents' fault? But Jesus says no, that this man was made blind so that the power of God could be seen through him. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold on right there because this, this is going off, off a little bit. But let me tell you, if there's somebody in this room who has ever questioned God and said, God, why me? Why am I going through this? Or why was I born this way? Or why was I put into the family that I'm in? Or why was I raised in such a way maybe that was not the right way? Or maybe, God, I don't have all the talents and things and what I want to show people. Let me tell you something. It's not your fault. It's not your parents' fault. But it's this that happened to you so that the power of God could be seen through you. Praise the Lord. The old saying goes that... Uh, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. Amen? Come on now. Come on. Moses was a stutterer, and man, he had to lead the people out of Egypt. <laughs> Come on. He led, he led a whole nation. David was the youngest brother of eight. I'm the youngest brother of just one, of two, and it's rough. <laughs> he was the youngest of eight, but yet God called him to be a king and a man after his own heart. The disciples were fishermen and tax collectors, but yet they were going to be closest to Jesus while he was on the earth. Paul, he was a killer of Christians, but yet God turned his life around to where he wrote 11 books in the New Testament. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call. So in case you're wondering, 
If you're ever asking yourself, why me, God? Why am I put in this position? Turn that back around and say it's because whatever I do, the power of God is going to be seen through me. Come on. Some of the greatest ministries that you'll ever see are when somebody is just absolutely not qualified by human standards. Some of the greatest sermons that I've ever heard and some of the greatest testimonies that I've ever heard shared has been from lives that the world would see as empty and just wasteful. But God takes what is broken and takes what is empty and shows His goodness and His power through those type of people. Praise the Lord. So if you're asking why me, why not you? <laughs> Let God use you. Praise the Lord. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going there because this is this is uh this is God's word here. So we're gonna move on now to verse four. All right, verse four it says we must uh, quickly carry out the tasks assigned us by the one who sent us. The night is coming, and then no one can work. But while I am here in the world, I am the light of the world. Then he spit on the ground, made mud with the saliva, and spread the mud over the blind man's eyes. He told him, go watch, wash yourself in the pool of Siloam. Siloam means sent. So the man went and washed and came back seeing. Somebody praise God for his miracles. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but every time I read the word and I read scriptures like this, I like to put myself in that that place, that spot. If I could just see Jesus and what and what an astonishing and just mind-boggling experience to see a blind man who come up to Jesus and Jesus spit in the dirt and heal him as he goes washes in the pool of Siloam, comes back and he sings. What an astonishing thing. If you've never read that scripture, that scripture before, imagine you were just there and then they never read this scripture before. The scripture hadn't happened yet. <laughs> that would be mind-boggling for this to happen. But if you get the backstory behind this, this is uh, uh, kind of in Jesus' ministry where he was getting attacked um, and, and, and things from the Pharisees. They were trying to catch him in different things. Um, they were trying to uh, break down the ministry that he was, that he was going, going through in Jerusalem. Um, and so at this, at this point, at this miracle, this was on uh, the Sabbath, which already went against some of the Pharisees' things because, you know, they were you know, still in the traditions of things, and, and Jesus was healing someone on the Sabbath. So already he was, you know, twisting this around and showing them the way of the Lord. Um, but I love this, and we could go on and on about the Pool of Siloam, but after this uh, miracle uh, that takes place, uh, I just want to pause for a moment to, to mention the, the scripture. If you study the Pool of Siloam, but I'm not going to go too in-depth, but just the fact that the scripture says that it means sent. I want to stop there for a second uh, because, man, I just love this. Have you ever, like, you know, whenever you send a, a Facebook message or whenever you send a text or something... You know what, like after you send that message, what comes up there, like first it'll, it'll have like a little box or something, but then it'll say either delivered or it'll say message sent. 
And what I think about whenever that miracle was, was done on the Sabbath and he was the blind was, was made to see and then he washed off in the pool of Siloam, it basically said, let me tell you, the message was sent. The message was sent saying that Jesus is the Son of God and he is going to let the blind become to see. Praise the Lord. Message sent. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But this 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 uh this you know background this um this this story here is such a humbling experience um because if you can if, if you can imagine this blind man he was, says that he was blind from birth um so never been able to see and now this 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 rabbi or or what he thinks is a prophet if you read later on um spits in the mud and, and wipes dirt on his eye wipes the mud on his eye I don't know like where you all grew up but um I grew up <laughs> all right across the river in West Virginia can pastor you talk about Kentucky but let me tell you something West Virginia is out back all right you say out back West Virginia everywhere is out back all right it doesn't matter where you are it's out back West Virginia but I remember growing up, man, in school, and the and the you know the country elementary or elementary school that I went to, um, man, that was like a sign of disrespect. You were in the in the playground, the courtyard, and somebody went and spat in the mud. Oh, them were fighting words. Like, what are you disrespecting me for? You know, put them up, man. And you got a bunch of these corn-fed boys and little old me running and trying to get out of the way, you know. <laughs> but, but it was a sign of disrespect, man. And I could, I could just imagine in the same instance that it's so mind-boggling here that when Jesus, whenever he spat in the mud um, and to and to make that uh, make that mud and then wipe it on that man's face, man, it was just something was just off, right? It was like, man, like what in the world is this? But this scripture, and while it may be, you know, this blind man, he had to be humbled through this experience, y'all. Because if he was high-minded, let me tell you something, he would have gotten out of there. I'm sure somebody around him was going, he just spat in the mud, man, run. (laughs) (laughs) But let me tell you something. Usually miracles don't come to the high-minded people. Miracles usually come to those who have humbled themselves before the Lord. Because when you think that God's ways are higher than your ways, that's when the miracles come. Praise the Lord. Something that we, uh, you know, uh, that we joke about in the pharmacy world, and 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 Pastor warned me about this a while ago. He's like, maybe not, maybe don't tell the whole church you're a pharmacist, just in case all the questions come. Um, but uh, but but I'll tell you, I'm a pharmacist. All right, some of you guys may not know, but we have a we have a joke in the pharmacy um, because we, you know, every every week. Now I don't hear too much from him anymore. But Dr. Oz, man, whenever thing, something would come out, Dr. Oz would say, my spine would just tingle a little bit because I knew that next week everybody would be talking about it. Like, I want the soy milk yogurt, <laughs> you know? Like, that's going to help me live to 125. Like, that's the secret. We joke about that in pharmacy, and we always say, you know, because like the the herbals and and the naturals and all that stuff. Um, and, and I'm not saying they're bad, and I'm not, I'm not saying they're good either. But you could literally capsule some dirt, okay? Put it in a capsule, 
and sell it. Because <laughs> it's not, yeah, those are West Virginia. Actually, that's a whole country. They're not, reg- this, I'm going to teach you a little something. They're not regulated like prescriptions, okay? All right. This is a side note commercial break for pharmacy time. They're not. So you can capsule up dirt and say, man, this is some good stuff. Let's sell it. Me as a pharmacist, though, I look at this story and how funny it would be to give a recommendation to the doctor when somebody says, you know, my eyes are blurry, my, I've got blurry vision, I'm, you know, something's going on with my eyes, and I said, have you tried the dirt yet? <laughs> Let me tell you, just as, just as off as that seems, that was the mind of people standing around for this miracle. They were saying, what in the world is Jesus doing? Church, let me ask you a question. Whenever it comes to your problems, whether you need a healing, you've got stress in your life, you're needing a provision for something, whatever your need may be, let me ask you, have you tried the dirt yet? Because we seem to try every other way first. We seem to try every program, every website that can help us out, every doctor and Google that's out there. We try those first. But have you tried the dirt yet? Come on. Because we know it's not the dirt. They would laugh at me. Some of the eye medicines you want to talk about, like Abilericept and Brosuzizumab. Yeah, yeah, those are real medicines. And if I come up to a physician and said, no, nah, man, try dirt, he would laugh. But let me tell you, it's not just because we see some big problem in our life. Don't try to be so high-minded and try to think of the most noble solution there is. No, come to God. And yes, it's going gonna, it's gonna to seem so simple, but it is simple. Because it's not in the dirt, but it's in the one who's holding that dirt. Come on. It's in the name of Jesus. Come on, that dirt and the spit of Jesus and rubbing it on that blind man's eye, let me tell you something, that's more powerful than any medicine that we got in this world. That's going to be more powerful than any information that you can find on the internet, much more powerful than any thread that's on Facebook. Come on now. That spit in that mud from the master's hands is much more powerful than any stress or any depression that's in my life or any addiction or any drug that tries to hold me down. It's powerful than any of the enemy's traps and temptations. Oh, come on, there is power in that spitting mud because that's in the hand of my king, my savior, my healer, my provider. Somebody praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. Come on yet. Have you tried? Have you tried the dirt? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Go on now to in chapter 9, brother. If you can go to verse 39. Verse 39 in John chapter 9. The scripture says this. Then Jesus told him, I entered this world to render judgment, to give sight to the blind, and to show those who think they see that they are blind. 
Some Pharisees who were standing nearby heard him and asked, Are you saying we're blind? Now get this. If you were blind, you wouldn't be guilty. Jesus replied, But you remain guilty because you claim you can see. Church, stop pretending that you can see without the work of God. You can't figure this thing out. You can't plan your way. You can't buy the best insurance policy. You can't get the best doctor in the world and try to just get your way through life. Stop pretending that you can see. But it's in the time that we realize that we're blind and we come to the Father saying, God, heal me. And God receives that God gives us our sight. Praise the Lord. And the blind is now able to see. Praise God for his miracles. This blind man, we see that miracle, but you read the second half of that chapter, he, he starts opening his spiritual eyes just as Romy was talking about last week. But this blind man, he knew he was blind. He was blind from birth and Jesus healed his eyes. But let me tell you, the aftermath, the discussion later on in that chapter, that man realized that he was spiritually blind. And it's in that spiritual blindness that he came to Jesus Jesus and Jesus healed him opening his spiritual eyes church if you feel like you're you just can't figure it out let me tell you stop pretending that you've got sight come before the Lord as you are we're not coming into this house just to see some fancy clothes and some fancy cars or some good music. But we come into this house to worship and celebrate the Lord. We come before the Lord not in the good things that we have done, but I come before the Lord just as I am. And my God takes what is broken and makes me whole. Hallelujah. Somebody praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't put a mask up with God. You can put a mask up and yes, do that if you feel it's necessary, but don't put a mask up with God. Don't physically distance yourself from the Lord. Come on, stay close to Him. Press into His goodness. Press into His Word. Long for it. Want for it. Every time the Word is read, let your heart jump. Every time that we sing His praises, let the worship just rise up in you. Praise the Lord. Let us come before the Lord humble. Let us come before the Lord just as we are. And my God will maybe spit in some dirt, but so be it. I'm looking for the healing to come. So it may appear to be odd to the outside world. Well, praise the Lord. That's good because when it appears odd to them, they're going to realize that there's got to be something more. There's got to be something more. So church, I ask you again, maybe I should have made that the title of this, but have you tried the dirt yet?
Have you tried what seems to be everything else? But have you really came to the Lord, humbled yourself, said, God, heal me? You cannot hide from me. There is no valley nor mountain that can separate you from me. I see every part of you and I love you. I am your father. I am your God and I care for you. Do not run from me. Humble yourself and submit to my way and I will bring you blessing and peace beyond all your understanding. Rest in me. Somebody praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Whoever that word is for, I believe it was for all of us. But you can rest in the Lord. Stop running from Him. Turn to God. Humble yourself. And He will bless you. Let's stand together. Leah, come on up. Church, I believe tonight is an anointed time of the Lord. It is not by chance. So if you're in this place tonight feeling like you've tried everything you could, why don't tonight you try the way of the Lord? Leah's going to play some music here, guys. And I want you, if you feel like that is you, I want you to begin to stand up here. Stand in the front. And spread out. And tonight we're going to humble ourselves. Coming as we are to our great and good Father. Don't, don't run from him. God is calling you. Whatever your need is, God has the blessing ready for you. You just got to submit yourself and receive.
God, you see every heart in this room. Father, I'm asking that you would call them out, God. Call them out, Lord. Let them know that you are their Father. You care for them. And they don't have to struggle anymore. God, send down your blessing. Jesus, Jesus. Just begin to sing that song, guys.